0: named Victor Crowley. Folks weren't too kind of Victor, so he stayed hidden in his daddy's house, out in the bayou. One night, some mean children came to his house, and there was a bad fire. When his daddy chopped down the door to save him, he didn't know Victor was pressed against the other side. And poor Victor Crowley died. They say people disappear in those woods. And legend has it, if you get close enough to the old Crowley house at night, you can still hear Victor Crowley, roaming in the woods, crying for his dad. I want to go home.
1: I'm gonna die. All right, what is going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Small Town Horror with Johnny and Randy. And as always, he's Randy. He's Johnny. Yeah, changed it up a little bit. That was weird. Not gonna lie. Just (laughs) a little weird. Right on. But thank you for tuning in to another episode. We're so grateful to have you guys and gals still checking us out. And we are celebrating the month of February with my personal favorite franchise one of my personal favorite franchises is the hatchet franchise and Randy has never seen all of them never he's only seen the first one yep but that being said we're kind of paying homage to Mardi Mardi Gras Mardi Gras I want all the beads all the beads I want all the beads and i don't know if you could consider this a Mardi Gras film but i mean it's take a place at Mardi Gras so yeah. you know i've been wanting to do these films since we started this podcast and now we finally actually have an excuse to do it. Perfect. But yeah. And <clears throat> Adam Green is one of my favorite writers and directors anyway. I think it's because he's a younger guy. When he wrote this film, he, he was, of course, you know, this is back in 2007, but he has such a love for the eighties horror genre. Like I do that. I think that's why I enjoy his films.
0: Yeah. You can really tell that he embraces the, overdramatic theatrical, just like a lot of times movies will want to be a serious movie, whether it's comedy, horror, or a mixture of the two. Yeah. But they don't really embrace the B ratedness. Right. And he does. Oh yeah. And that's what, it's different when you're going into a movie expecting it to be a B rated horror movie when
1: you know that's what they're going for. Right. So you look at it in a completely different light. It makes a big difference. And whatever budget he had, I mean, of course, he didn't have millions of dollars for this movie. But whatever budget he had, I feel like he made it count with the effects. And a fun backstory is when I first watched this on DVD, I was watching the behind the scenes, and they went actually on a swamp tour, but it was like an alligator tour kind of. And what he did, I I don't know if it was... Specifically him, but I know him and a couple of his friends or whatever uh that's part of airy scope. Mm-hmm. They went and they were filming like just little parts of the swamp, and they made a fake trailer, and he had gotten a little girl to read the script, which uh for everyone who's tuning in, y'all heard the trailer before you've heard us start to talk but they made a little fake trailer and they asked one of his buddies, Hey, can your daughter read this? And it sounded creepy. So they made this fake trailer, put it on YouTube. And then people started going, well, when's this going to happen? When is the film coming out? And he got noticed that way. (laughs) And I thought that was pretty cool.
0: That's crazy. It, it just goes to show you, you don't have to just jump out there and say, Hey, this is what we're doing. This is what it is. And some stuff just starts naturally.
1: Exactly. But yeah. Um, I don't know. Like I said, I'm I'm excited for this month, and I guess I'll go ahead and ask you, Randy. Do you feel (laughs) like going ahead and doing all four films, or are you just wanting to do the two?
0: I don't know. It's going to be pushing it with February being short.
1: That's what I'm saying. Like, do do we want to bleed it over into March to get because with with there only being four, we got to do at least one St. Patty's Day, and and I'm cool with that. But I say if we're going to do a St. Paddy's Day, I'd like to do Leprechaun (laughs) 3. Oh, yeah. It's got to be Leprechaun 3. As long as it's not Leprechaun in space
0: or Leprechaun in the hood, I don't care.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. Got to be 3. But yeah, I I say bleed it over in the March and then
0: we can uh, throw in a
1: Leprechaun. You know, and after we do this, eventually, I would love to do an episode where we actually rate the entire franchise. I think that'd be... Not not just the Hatchet franchise, like not starting off with them, but... Like actually saying, Okay, you've seen all of the Firefly trilogy. Mm-hmm. You know, rating it as a whole, instead of just one film. I think that would be pretty cool, or the Halloween or something, you yeah. know. Yeah. But with that being said, we're still, like I said, grateful for you tuning into us. And as always, you can check us out anywhere podcasts are available. You can download us on iTunes, you can check us out on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Um please if you get the chance, it doesn't take just a couple minutes, leave us a review. If you feel like we deserve a five-star, that would really help our podcast out. And to get us out there more, share it with your friends and family, whoever loves horror movies. I think this would be a perfect podcast for them. And I'm not just saying that because this is yeah, our podcast, you're, but yeah, yeah, you're. I'm biased. I mean, you are biased. I am biased. You are biased. But as always, you can check us out <laughs> on Twitter or X, as they call it now. It's Twitter. Our handle is at smallthorrorpod. We're on the gram. Instagram is small town horror, Johnny underscore Uh, Let's see. Facebook is smalltownhorror. Johnny for, and Randy. Don't forget the ticky-tocky. I don't remember the ticky-tocky. Do you know the ticky-tocky? What? I told you. You're the one that wanted the TikTok crap. Hey, you're the one that everybody about decided he wanted to get on. Okay, so the TikTok is at Small Town Horror Podcast. See, well, there you go. <clears throat> hey, we do get a lot of uh, people that like actually check us out. And honestly, if you want to be real, I'm fixing to like just totally like deactivate the Twitter account. Why? Because one, Twitter is nothing but poison, man, bad man. comments, bad news all the time, and Politics. two, huh?
0: And politics.
1: Politics. I'm I'm so sick and tired. You can't even get on there and just check out some feed from the guys you're following. They're always like, hey, you may be interested in this. And yeah. I just get sick of it, man. Yeah, that does get on my nerves. I'm not a Twitter guy. I've been hitting the little
0: three ellipses and I'm not interested. I'm
1: not interested. I'm not interested. And it still pops up. I know. It's like, take the hint, man. I, know. I don't want to see. I wish it would just show strictly the people you follow. And
0: well, I, know,
1: I know they have it where you can go to yeah. it. But still, some of the people I follow, I'm like, oh, they got cool stuff. Then all of a sudden, they want to post crap about, you know, it's election season. And I'm like, I don't want to hear it. I'll punch you in the face. (laughs) But anyway, that being said, uh, Randy, you got a summary for us, man? Yeah,
0: you know I got this summary. It's actually a pretty good one, too. Good deal. So, a motley crew of tourists embark on a boat ride of the Haunted Louisiana bayous, where they learn the terrifying tale of local legend Victor Crowley, a horribly disfigured man who was accidentally killed with a hatchet by the hands of of his his own father.
1: father. When the boat boat sinks and the ghost ghost story turns turns out to to be be real, the group tries desperately to to escape
0: escape the the swamp swamp with their lives and all of their pieces. Where are you reading that? Are you serious? Yeah, it was on voodoo. (laughs) Wow. It's, it's, it's put in IMDB by anonymous.
1: As soon as you started reading (laughs) it, I was like, I was like, Hey, I was like, that's the thing on voodoo. That's perfect. That's pretty cool. Look at that. I told you it was a good one. Yeah, it it is. It is. All right. So the cast, uh, is of course written and directed by Adam green. Victor Crowley, played by the horror icon himself, Kane Hodder. We got uh, Samson, played by Robert Englund. Another horror icon. Uh, the main character, Ben, is played by Joel David Moore. Uh, Mary Who? Beth is played by Tamara Feldman. Feldman, sorry. Yeah, I insane. say. Yeah. Sean is played by Mary... Sean? Is that how you'd say his last name? Who? Sean. Perry Maybe, Sheen. Perry Sheen? Sheen? I guess so. That's what it looked like. All righty. Uh, let's see what we got. Uh, crack- <laughs> Jack Cracker is played by the late John Carl. Belcher. Yep. There you go, buddy. And let's see. I'll let you read some of these, too. We got uh,
0: Tony Todd plays Clive Washington. Yep. The one and only Candyman. man.
1: And uh, let's see we got. We got Mercedes
0: McNabb plays Misty. Jolie, oh, that's a different one. Jolie Forvanti plays Jenna. Joshua Leonard is Anselin. We've got Richard Ryle and Patrika Darbo play the lovely older couple, Jim <laughs> and Shannon Permetta. Lovekins. <laughs> uh, Yeah, that's about it yes no oh, don't forget joel murray doug shapiro
1: oh you didn't say joe yet i didn't say joe yeah he did good too man yeah but anyway that's pretty much it yeah get to the main stuff now let's don't see tell here. Me what to do what <laughs> just see like what the budget was and all that stuff man so hatchet come out <clears throat> let's see here oh uh, the release date uh was september 7th 2007 for the united states the running time is 83 minutes long the budget let's see the budget was 1.5 million hmm. box office made two hundred eight
0: thousand five
1: hundred fifty. 550 wow yeah which you didn't get uh it was a selected theater yeah. thing you know how that goes well
0: yeah i can see why i Man, it's so good. Ripping people's heads off. <laughs> Twice, them on backwards.
1: Uh, let's see here. Uh, IMDB gave it a 5.6 out of a 10. Surprise. Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 57%. Hmm. 81% of Google users like this film. It's got
0: a cult following.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. But anyway, that being said, let's go ahead and get into it, man. So I'll ask you the first thing is, I know you've already seen it once. Was it still like, do you still have an appreciation for the film as far as what they were going for? Or as what it like, is, yeah. Dude. Because
0: it's, it's, it's not afraid to be what it's supposed to be. Right. You know, it's, it's one of those comed, comedy, it's a comedy movie. But then it's just horrific in some of the aspects of the movie.
1: Oh, see, I say it's horror comedy. I don't say it's comedy horror. Uh, I think
0: it's still more comedy horror. It's just like, there's too much funny stuff.
1: I think Adam Green does a good job of balancing out the comedy and the horror.
0: Yeah. It's, it's one of those things like, he wants to make sure you know that it's supposed to be lighthearted. Yeah. But at the same time, we're going to rip people's heads off.
1: I, I honestly, I feel like these and he mo- had to put his blood in it. These movies are for the 80s diehard fans mm-hmm. that love the old slasher <clears> movies. <throat> and I don't know if he's ever said it, but I feel like Adam Green was like, Man, I want people to go and have fun. I'd say, that. like, straight up just go in there and maybe puke once or twice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, I just didn't know if it, if it still was like. Because, like I said, you've only seen it once. Mm-hmm. And I remember showing you the first time. Then when it ends, ends just like that, you're like, oh. I was like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I know. And
0: you showed me the beginning of the second one, and it does pick up right where it left off. Yeah. But still, if I was watching this right after it came out and I had to wait yeah, for the set, i I'd, I'd punch Adam Green in his throat.
1: Yeah, because this one came out in 2007. I think part two came out in 2010. Uh, yeah, he'd get punched. <laughs> in the throat but anyway all right man i guess i'll go ahead and get into the plot then <clears> read the plot little <throat> plot uh samson and his son ainsley are hunting alligators in a swamp while ainsley is urinating samson falls silent and uh let's go ahead and say it, samson is none other than the horror icon freddy krueger oh
0: robert england yeah sorry
1: <laughs> freddy krueger robert england sir
0: I mean, he is Freddy Krueger. Yeah,
1: it is. but they didn't lie. Not in his movie, you ain't know. It's true.
0: What uh, would you and- have done if he had
1: pulled a glove out of the, the boat? And killed alligator with it? And shot that alligator. <laughs> uh, Hanslin finds Samson dead before he, he, too, is killed by an unseen being. During a Mardi Gras celebration in New Orleans, a group of friends, including Ben and his best friend Marcus, decide to go on a swamp tour. They find the tour closed uh, because the guide, Reverend Zombie, was sued for negligence. Reverend Zombie suggests to try a place farther down the street owned by an unexperienced tour guide, Sean. Ben pays for himself and Marcus and Sean leads him to his tour bus where the other tourists, Jim and Shannon, uh, a Minnesota married couple, two models, Misty, Jenna, and their agent, Shapiro, and hot-tempered Mary Beth are waiting. I wouldn't say she's
0: hot-tempered.
1: I wouldn't either. That's kind of, when I read it, I was like, I didn't think she was hot-tempered. No. Hot-tempered. I mean, she was on a quest. You know, she wasn't... Anyway. She was looking for daddy. Yeah, somebody whoever wrote this on Wikipedia needs to uh, edit that part out. Yeah, that's wrong. You can. You it can. should say it should say uh, Shapiro and the silent Mary Beth or something like that. You know, because she was silent. She didn't want to be bothered. Guiding their boat through the swamp, they are warned to leave by a hermit, Jack Cracker, whose warning uh, are dismissed because he was drinking his own pee. (laughs) As they venture further, the boat begins to sink, which forces them to abandon it. Jim is then bitten and injured by an alligator, while Marybeth finds an abandoned shack, which she identifies as the old Crowley house. Marybeth tells the story of how deformed Victor Crowley and his father Thomas lived in the house until Victor's accidental death when Thomas accidentally struck Victor in the head with a hatchet while trying to free him from the house. When it caught fire due to teens throwing fireworks at it and attempting to scare Victor out of the house. After Thomas' eventually, eventual death, Victor is now said to roam the swamp in a vengeful spirit, killing those who co- he comes across.
0: And calling for his daddy.
1: Marybeth warns the group that they aren't safe in the swamp, but they dismiss her story as an urban legend. As Jim and Shannon approach the house, Victor appears uh, and kills them. Victor appears and kills them, causing the group to flee. Shapiro splits from the group and is killed by Victor. The remaining survivors decide to uh, return to the house where they can arm themselves. While at the house, Marybeth and Ben discover Samson and uh, Ansley's remains. Marybeth reveals they were her father and brother, and she had come to the swamp to find their bodies. Victor then ambushes the group uh, and critically injures Jenna with a belt sander. Sean attempts to save Jenna by attacking Victor with a shovel, but is disarmed and decapitated uh, with it by Victor, who then finishes Jenna off by impaling her with the shovel. The survivors de- decide to lure Victor back to his house and set him on fire with the gasoline tanks in the shed. While they do this, Misty goes missing. Ben then discovers her mutilated body. When uh, Victor throws her remains at him, luring Victor into the house, the group ignites and tanks ignites the tanks and sets Victor on fire. That is not what happened. No, he put
0: gas on them. They while, uh, Mary Beth hit him in the back of the head with a like a
1: gardening tool. Exactly. It. So luring him, luring Victor into the shed. Mm-hmm. I'm going I'm, I'm just adding this under. Victor throws the gasoline on top of Victor Crowley. Ben throws uh, the gasoline on top of Victor Crowley and sets him on fire. It yes. Uh Yes. But then soon, uh, the rainfall extinguishes the fire. Victor then kills Marcus and chases after Ben and Marybeth, where Ben's foot is impaled by a pole thrown by Victor. Marybeth and Ben push the pole forward, resulting in Victor. To be impaled on it when he charges them, uh, seemingly killing him. Taking a spare boat out of the swamp, Mary Beth falls into the water, and is uh, entangled up by seaweed. She sees Ben's hands at the surface, reaching up to it and being pulled out, only to be met by Victor, who had severed Ben's arm and used it as bait to grab Mary Beth. The film ends with Victor grabbing Mary Beth and Ben uh, lying on the boat dying and the final shot is Victor's face screaming into the camera. Fade to black.
0: It don't even fade to black. It cuts to black. Whatever. There's no fade. It's just ah movie over.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's exactly how it is. it in? Ah. Movie over. Okay. I don't remember it going movie over though. No, it didn't go movie over. <laughs> oh, okay. It just went to black. <laughs> but it did go ah. Yeah. Movie over. But anyway. Anyway. That's pretty much the entire film right there. Basically. Yes, and I'm gonna go ahead and say it, man. Um, <clears throat> I think Marcus was one of the best characters in the entire film. Oh, he got on my nerves.
0: Marcus got on my nerves.
1: <laughs> you man. I, I mean, you are gonna fight, but I'm
0: and, and I'm not saying that he was the worst. That the one that, but I don't know. He just he was. He he did get on my nerves. how did he get on your nerves? I don't know. He just got on my nerves. He, I mean. He had some of the funnier lines. I'll say that most of the funny lines mm-hmm. came from him. But I think, I think Mary Beth
1: was probably my favorite. Mary Beth was the, by far. And I'm, and I'm not, I'm not even saying just for this film, but Mary Beth was the best actress of all of them. Yeah. Like I've seen her in other stuff, and she is a really good actor, but no. Um, but that's the one thing that I love about this film is that like, even the married couple, their acting was so cheesy.
0: It wasn't. It wasn't Marcus.
1: Oh, who are you talking about? I
0: got I got Marcus confused with Sean for some reason. Sean's the one that got on my nerves. Oh, the little Asian dude. Oh, he got on my nerves.
1: So you did like Marcus? No, yeah, I did like Marcus. It was Sean that was getting on my nerves. That's why I mean, you was fixing a fight. No. I was like, dude, every time he popped up, he no, was giggling. No, no, not Marcus. Sean. Yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah, I was like, man, I, I got him. I got my. Uh, I got him mixed up. But anyway, struck that reverse. Yeah, but I felt like every one of the actors in this knew what role they were playing very well.
0: Oh yeah,
1: like even the two girls, uh, Misty, and I don't even remember the other girl's name, Misty Jenna. and, huh, Jenna. Yeah, like they even played like she, uh, Misty, played the dumb blonde, perfect. Oh yeah, and oh, Gen- yeah. Jenna reminded me of somebody off of that uh, old television show. Uh, oh yeah. What, what is it, man, where they're all on the beach and stuff? I don't remember what it's called, but, like, uh... The beach? Yeah. Like Baywatch? No, no, it's a reality show. I can't even remember now. Reality show? Yeah. Is it Jersey? Jersey Shore? Yeah, Jersey Shore. Oh, my she, she, like, I could see her fitting into that. snooky, Yeah, that character. You know I what I'm know. saying? I, yeah, I can see that. But, anyway, like I said, no... Um, I just thought everybody did their characters right, but I like the backstory of Victor Crowley. Yeah, I like the fact that we actually get to see Kane Hodder playing his father.
0: <laughs> I thought that was I thought that was kind of kind of cool that they did that. He played Thomas, and then he played older Victor Crowley. Yeah, so I th- I thought that was cool. And then was actually I seen it. It was a woman that played the younger Victor. Yeah. Ralea.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Vanderbilt. She played the younger, uh, Victor. And the first thing me and you even said was Robert England played a very good redneck. He got some hick in him. No, oh, he did good. <laughs> when his son got out of the boat and he was like, gotta take, or got to <laughs> squat when he pisses. <laughs> yeah. You know how he was? He did so good, man. Like I, I wish, and I'm sure he, you know, I'm, I'm sure he had, uh a scheduling that he couldn't really do yeah. more in the film. But I would love to see him in it a little bit more. Cause he remind you know what he reminded me of? Tremors. He reminded me of uh Bert. Bert. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Couldn't you see that character? I could.
0: I can see that. But yeah. I can see Robert Engel coming back to play like an old Bert.
1: Yeah. But no the first time I watched this film When uh, the two married couple are walking up and, you know, what's, what's their last name?
0: Permetto?
1: I guess when uh, she's holding them, she's like, "Uh, those cowards. She's like, come on, baby, we're going to make it. The good Lord's on our side. And all of a sudden when Kane not Kane, but when Victor Crowley busts out of that door and runs after him one, that was cool. Like just the way the lightning struck and Victor Crowley screams. But when he starts chopping the husband, of course, the wife goes up there and watch it. Then she she waits till he's done. But I like the shot where when the camera's in front of her and as she's turning to run toward the camera, you can watch Victor. He's got half the her husband's body and he just chunks the body to the mm-hmm. side and he chases after her. And then ripping her face open. I think like that, that's one of the main kills of the whole <clears throat> franchise.
0: And that shot where he grabs her top and bottom jaw and then the camera pans behind him, and then pans in front of, him. and then he pulls her
1: apart. Yeah, it was that that whole camera shot. It was it like was a three sixty cool. going around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And her tongue, how it was like flopping back and forth. That was weird. Uh, and then there's an and there was another shot that mean you were talking about. It's when they're actually, it's after he got bit on the leg by the mm-hmm. alligator, and they're all going up toward the uh, Victor Crowley's house. So it's Mary Beth and Ben in the back and they're talking and the camera stays with them. Well, then after they say their lines, then it goes up to the next people, which is uh, Shapiro, Misty and Jenna. They say their lines. Then it goes up to uh, the married couple and Marcus and Sean. Yeah. And I like, and I like how it was just like, okay, all right, here we go. Like it was moving. I don't know. I really like the, the camera work in the movie. Yeah. I I think they did a really good job of
0: marrying the the camera work with the graphics because the camera work really did a good job as as far as just making everything pop. Yeah. And even when like, even when some of the kills were going on, they were like the blood splatter and it would show a tree and then nine <laughs> gallons of blood would hit the tree. And yeah, like he, somebody would like thump somebody
1: and then 45 gallons yeah. of blood would
0: pop out or something.
1: Well, I love at the beginning when Angela is getting killed and he, and Victor rams his arm through his uh, like back, and he's pulling about out, and he goes, it hurts. <laughs> <You're so laughs> that stupid. kills me, man. <laughs> I, and
0: I, I will say what I did like is during the Samson and Anslin little part, yeah. all they showed was his arm. But I like that they didn't drag out what Victor looked like. Oh, yeah. Like they were up front, like whenever – and I'm not talking about like the older shots from when he was younger and the fire and all that kind of stuff. But when he actually came out, the action really started. Mm-hmm. They just brought him out. They weren't like, "Oh, here's an arm." Yeah. And then two scenes later, here's a
1: you know, here's a knife. Yeah. They just
0: they brought him out, let him go to work.
1: Yep. I, I, I did. I did think that was cool. Well, another little fun fact for you is um, I've got to get you sit down and watch the making of like this movie. Mm. I mean, it's not very long at all, but uh, Kane Hodder did not want none of the characters to know what he looked like uh, in the full getup. So, and they show pictures of it. He would wear this big jacket with a h- pullover hoodie and all you could see is his eyes. Hmm. And that's how they would practice the shots. Cause he wanted real reaction. Really? And when Jenna is, uh, killed, you know, when she turns around, she screams, she falls and he's got the little, what would you call that? The belt sander mm-hmm. thing he puts her mouth. Yeah. That was the first time she had ever seen him in full costume. And if you watch the making of it, like, that's her whole reaction. And when she falls to the ground, they cut it. And after Adam Green's like, cut, she's bawling and shaking because it scared her so bad. Die. The second part is uh, the first time that Ben and uh, Mary Beth and Marcus seen them was when they're running through the graves uh, gravesite. Mm-hmm. And they're coming around the corner. You remember when Victor pops out and they all scream and he takes the hatchet and he throws it at mm-hmm. Ben and it misses him? Yeah. That was the first time that them three had seen Victor. So that was their real reaction. Hmm. And uh they tried to play or they did, they played a trick on Ben or Joe Moore, whatever you want to call him, the real actor. Uh they waited till he was around and Adam and uh Kane was talking about using the fake hatchet. And they were like, well, where's the hatchet? And they're like, we don't know. We can't find the fake one, blah, blah, blah. And Adam's like, well, we're running out of time. Just throw the real one. And Joe said he was like, what, what, uh, wait, wait, you know, like, what a minute, wait. So Kane deliberately, the uh, when they shot it, Kane deliberately hit him with it, and it was fake. And <laughs> Kane and uh, Adam both said that when it hit Joe, Joe freaked out. And he said, like, for, like, a, l- a little bit, Joe was like, oh, oh like, like it, he thought he'd done got, got, you know what I'm saying? Movie, movie mistake. Yeah. But little stuff like that is what I like watching, man. Cause right. like I said, when I first seen the movie, it blew me away. Cause like I said, it, it was, you might as well say it was everything that I like. <laughs> well, I mean, it
0: it's big into the slasher, the, the eighties vibe. So yeah, it's perfect. It's right up your alley.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. But no. And, uh, even, like, Tony Todd's character, Dr. Uh, Zombie. Clive. Yeah, it's weird that they got his name on there, because, like I said, he played uh, in the credits or whatever. He's Reverend Zombie. That's what he is, Reverend Zombie. Hmm. Uh, I even like how he portrayed he, he, – it's the Candyman voice. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah, I noticed that as
0: soon as he started talking. I was like, Candyman.
1: Okay, so you got to tell everybody – I mean, you said it almost pretty much the exact same time, that ending when they're in the boat. Oh, it
0: was so – like, that ending, you could have told me they pulled it straight off of Friday the 13th, the first one. Yes, when the blonde chick is going out into the water and everything's serene and all nice, and then bam, she gets, like, attacked from the water. That was – that was yeah.
1: But, yeah, and that's what I'm saying. I feel like that was Adam Green paying – I mean, he may not have, but I feel like that was him paying tribute. And it could have been. Because Kane Hodder, what's he known for? Jason. Yeah. And he pulls her in, you know, but yeah, yeah I know, with, see that. with the music going and she's like, there's my daddy's boat. I was like, and this is the, and I've seen this movie. I don't know how many times, but this is the first time that I was like, Hey, that's a Friday the 13th ending. You yeah. know, and I was sitting there thinking the exact same thing. Cause the music lightened
0: up and it just got like, you would expect to see like birds and sunsets and stuff like that, but no.
1: Yeah. But no, like I said, um, what was your favorite kill scene in the movie? Hmm. Honestly, yeah, it was probably
0: <sighs> man. I don't know, because the one that was to me the one that was the most violent looking was, um, uh, the the old dude.
1: You talking about the husband? Yeah,
0: from yeah. yeah, whatever his name is. Yeah, his was just there, and all it was was him taking a hatchet and chopping his body in half. Yeah, and it was it was a trip.
1: I mean, I probably go with his. See, mine has got to be Shapiro. When he twists his head, the way they get oh, the yeah. angle, because I mean, they I don't know. The more they twisting it, you can see like his skin twisting around and yeah. stuff, and the blood squirting out. Yeah, I think Shapiro had the. The best one. I don't know. Marcus's was bad.
0: Yeah, he picked him up and slammed him Mark against he the... He ripped his arms off and then he slammed his whole body
1: against the tombstone. That was paying tribute to uh what you haven't seen with you Friday 13th part 7. Because that's one of Jason's best kills where the girl's in a sleeping bag and he slams her against the tree. Oh, yeah. That's what that was. That was that's got to be... I guarantee you that was uh, them paying tribute to that. Hmm. But Was that one of the hotter's? Yep. That was what the first very first time you ever played Jason. Yeah, that's probably that's probably what it was.
0: He's okay. I remember doing this. Doing oh yeah. It.
1: But no, like I said, yeah, uh so who's your favorite character, you think? Mary Beth. Maybe, yeah.
0: Yeah, Mary Beth.
1: But I, n- another thing, I really thought Ben and Marcus played off great with each oh, other. Oh yeah. Like you I, I believe that they've been friends for a while. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I, yeah, they they had a really good rapport. Like there, I feel like it was the natural back and forth. Yeah, it wasn't one of those things like, "Hey, make sure you say this, say this, say right. this." Right. You could tell me. You, somebody would could tell me that most of their stuff was ad
1: libbed, and I believe it. I was the same thing. Yeah, yeah, I really, I really could. I love when they're going back and forth, and he's like, "Yeah, that's about as bad as," and he can't. He's like, oh, "I got nothing. I got nothing." Yeah, he can't he, even think of anything. And then, like five minutes later, he comes back with something. He was like, "You're still on the classic." Yeah, he's like, "That's about as classic as." I got nothing. Then later he's like, that fade you had in high school. And he was like, what? He's like, that's about as classic as your fade in high school. He's like, dude, no, you're still unclassic. <laughs> yeah. It's called a quip, which Joe Moore, uh, I thought he did good as Ben. He, he portrayed that broken hearted boyfriend who just, you know, just, and I love like when he's talking about, he's like, every time I see, uh, a girl showing her boobs, he goes, all i think of is, I can't remember the girl's name that he was dating his ex girlfriend, but he was like Was it Heather? I don't remember. But he says something about uh the jock uh uh getting on top of her. And he's like on the furniture that my mom bought her. <laughs> like, you know, he's all like heartbroken over it. But yeah, I can't remember word for word, but Well he ain't gotta worry about that no more. No. He missing an arm. And I will say I really like that part of the ending is if you now of course if you hadn't seen it you wouldn't have thought about it, but when his arm does come underneath there,
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah, you're like, oh, "Okay, he's still searching." Because even the music's picked up where it's like a happy ending, like, Duh-duh. Like, yeah. "Oh, there she is!
0: There he is!" You know. And but no, it wasn't him, huh? I said, "No, it wasn't him." Oh well, no, it no. was Victor.
1: Yeah, but that was slick though. It was Victor ripping arm off, just sticking the water like, "Here you go, yeah, fishy, 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 right. fishy." But Is there anything else you want to discuss about the film before we get into the Pulling Scale, man? The Pulling Scale. The Pulling Scale. The Pulling Scale. I don't think so. Well, since you're the one that this is your only second time viewing it, Uh I'll let you rate this one first. I get to go first. Yeah, you get to go first. F (laughs) minus. No, I'm just playing. Um,
0: I did. I. Being as you told me that Adam Green was a big '80s guy, and he really embraced the B-rated I watched it in a different light because if I'm watching a movie for the first time and you, nobody tells me anything about it I'm going if it's a horror movie I'm thinking okay it's got expectations yeah I didn't know what to expect on this until you told me it's B-rated it's supposed to, and I was like all right so over the top really and I I did dig it I really oh, did yeah because it was wasn't ashamed of what it was. Right. So, and they weren't afraid to show anything. By no means. I don't think they actually hit anything. <laughs> uh, I did like how a lot, that, I mean, the camera shots, man, were were intense and crazy. Because the camera shots did a really good job of just kind of insinuating what was coming up. Yeah. And then, of course, in B-rated fashion, they went above
1: that. Right.
0: So um,
1: That's almost what I like about B-rated movies, because they can get away with more. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because it's what you expect. Yeah. um, And then the music,
0: it wasn't like overly out there, but then in certain scenes, you would notice the music and like, that fits perfect. Yeah. It wasn't one of those things like a lot of times you can be watching a movie and then they're like, here's the music, here's the music. It's all in your face. It's all in your face. This one wasn't like that. Right. They would bring out the music just in the right time when like there was a scene where they were walking through the woods and they had some... Little piano in the background. It was the ding, ding 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 ding. Yeah, and I was like, "That's perfect. It goes with it." Yeah. Um, graphics I thought were great. I thought the graphics were really good. Like overall, like I don't think there was one. A lot. There was one time, <laughs> in the very beginning of it, you could tell that that was not Samson's intestines.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. That was pretty clear. Yeah, it didn't even have a lot of blood covered not, on it. Not a lot of blood. Yeah,
0: and it looked like foam, which is what it probably was. But other than that, yeah, that was the only time I thought, What the heck is that?
1: <laughs> you know what it
0: reminded me of? What, um, Return of the Living Dead, yeah, your favorite movie in the world.
1: Oh, yeah,
0: um, but no, Um, uh, I thought the graphics were really good. Hey, what's really bad is you know, the one that made me cringe the most, yeah, when they showed Joel's freaking toes,
1: yeah, I knew it.
0: After that, that spear or whatever went through his foot, and he just ripped it out. Yeah, because Ben like pushed against it. And you could hear it going Kah! turned him into Ninja Turtle and split his foot. <laughs> oh man, that that just looked painful. Yes, um, but yeah, I, I I did think it was cool. I did I did dig it. So I mean, I'm gonna give it a thumbs up. Okay. If if you're a B horror fan, if you're an Adam Green fan, if you're a Kane Harder fan, I think it's something you probably add to your collection. Um, and it's crazy, and which you you told me that the the rest of the movies ha- are the same way where they have like big stars. Oh just yeah, sprinkled in them and stuff. Oh yeah. So I think it's crazy how you could take a movie like this that's not s- so far, you know, out there in Hollywood, mm-hmm. but then you could have big names like Robert England and Tony Todd and you know and, and Kane Hodder. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna give it a thumbs up, and I'm gonna give it a B. Okay, good I'm gonna deal. Give, I'm going to give it a B for the genre that it is. Good deal. So,
1: Well, everybody that's already listened to us already knows that I love the film. <laughs> I've talked about the Hatchet films before. Um I'm like you. I thought the music really fit the movie. Uh-huh. They really knew how to like, especially when they're in the bus going toward the tour, they had that little classic, Like a comedy travel movie. Yeah. Uh, type music. Uh, when it got creepy, they got creepy. I thought the shots were good in the movie. Like the first time we ever seen Victor was when they held the light up and he just ducked real quick, and they're like, "What was that?" Because that that's something to me that like you want to pause and rewind and be like, "Let me see what it looked like real quick." Yeah. Um, and I'll go ahead and say it, which you haven't seen all of Kane Hodder's portrayals as Jason yet, but I told you that, you know, when I thought of Kane Hodder, it was always Jason. Mm -hmm. Now, when I see Kane Hodder, I'm like, boo, that, it's he's Victor. And I think when we do – by the time we get done with the last one, I think now it's going to be, for you, yeah, Victor Crowley is where he needs to be. Yeah. See, and you
0: know my biggest knock with Kane Hodder is Jason has always been. His movements were too sudden as Jason. Yeah. Like, I feel like Jason was – needed to be that methodical, you know. But – Kane Hodder was perfect for this. Oh, yeah. Because it was... he. I feel like he let loose as Kane Hodder. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. It's
1: like he was getting all of his stuff out, man. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like they, didn't, they didn't let me move right in, <laughs> in Jason. <laughs> but um, honestly, I thought the casting was great in this movie. Uh, I think... Like I said, I really thought Marcus and Ben played off great with each other. I thought Jenna and Misty played off good with each other. Could have done without Sean. The married couple they even did great and just for the little role that robert england had me and you both like i said was like yeah yeah he did good having that little pipe he was smoking (laughs) yeah you know uh i would have
0: rather jack cracker have been sean's spot the the tour guide so what was it about him that was getting your nerves He, he was just he was just it was just stupid he went back and forth between three different accents. Well, that, now that was written in there though for that. Yeah, I know. Okay. but, I mean it
1: was just stupid.
0: Like, hold on, oh, he, he was getting
1: on my nerves. that's what Marcus kept saying: Jackie Chan, uh, Chris Tucker. Yeah, over Yeah, Jackie Tucker's what he called. Yeah. But overall, uh, I re- I still think, even though this isn't a huge uh, million dollar movie, it was a million dollar. Movie. No, I'm talking like.
0: Oh, made million
1: dollars. Yeah. Uh. It's definitely worth your time watching. I would add it to your collection. Of course, I've got it to mine. Uh, and what you said was, if you like B-rated horror movies, uh-huh. in my opinion, I just feel like if you're a horror fan who likes to have fun with the movie, I definitely recommend Hatchet. Yeah. Uh, and like I said, to me, the kills are brutal. It's some of the most brutal kills I've seen in a movie. And all I got to say to you is just wait because it gets even more violent through <laughs> oh the next one. Each film gets more violent and I mean, it's crazy. Our girls in the next one. Oh, Daniel Harris. Yeah. Um, but anyway, overall, Kane did a great job as Victor. Like I said, the cast did an amazing job. Uh, the writing and directing from Adam green was spot on. Um, Man, I just like pretty much everything about the movie. I love the back uh, story to Victor Crowley and his dad. Victor Crowley. So, that being said, I'm definitely giving it a thumbs up. I'm recommending the movie to anybody who likes horror. Add it to your collection. And I'm giving it a B B+. So, definitely, no. definitely worth the watch. So, me and you went too far we off know, from we each went,
0: other. we went too far off.
1: No. But... And I always go back and forth between this one and the second one. Um, which one's my favorite? Mm-hmm. The the thing, though, I like about the second one, and I got a feeling you're going to be like, oh, yeah, is the second one, there's no more back, uh, there's not backstory. I'm sorry. There's no more getting to know Victor. Now you know Victor. Yeah. And it's just, boom, balls to the wall. Let them go. Yeah. So that's the thing that I like, you know. Yeah. But. And another thing I did like about this one was,
0: they gave you a little bit of the the story, but then they went back and they gave you even more of the story of Victor Crowley. Right. I like how they actually put the backstory in there and took the time out of the middle of the movie to give you the story of Victor Crowley. Yeah. I, I did like that because it helped develop everything.
1: Yeah. 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 But, well, you got anything else you want to share about the film or what? I don't guess so. I was going to say, Sean ain't in the next one, is he? But he did. <laughs> but, uh, no, nah, definitely, um, like I said, check it out. I'm sure, you know, this movie's how old now? it came out in 2007? so Old enough. Yeah, so, I mean, spoiler, you definitely got to check this movie out if you're a horror fan. But, yeah, kudos to Adam Green, man, because he, he created his own little franchise here, and it's got a huge cult following. Looks like Johnny Knoxville in that picture. Adam Green? Yeah. I don't know, maybe it's the uh, yeah, it's a, He looks like a young Johnny Knoxville. Yeah. not now. Yeah. Johnny no, Knoxville oh, looks yeah. like Jimmy Lee Curtis now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but anyway, uh, all right, so our next episode will be none other than Hatchet 2, and I can't even wait for that one, man. I'm so excited to watch that. But Hatchet. Yep. So, like I said, we're going to go ahead and go into March with, we're going to complete all of the, Hatchet Films, but you will be getting. I don't know if it'll be an extra one or what. But we have to celebrate St. Patty's Day somehow with my favorite Leprechaun. So we are going to watch Leprechaun Three, yes. and I didn't realize how so many people dislike that film. It's,
0: people are dumb.
1: My favorite is Part One and Three. Yeah, like if, if I,
0: I I'm like this close to putting Three
1: right above One, but. I gotta keep one right there above it. One is always gonna be number one to me because it's got a perfect amount of horror and comedy. Yeah. Three is just straight up comedy. With and two's more horror. Yeah. So so, but two has one of my favorite death scenes in it too. I seen mine's in three. Uh well, don't tell me yet. We'll figure that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but all right. With that being said, thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode. And as always, remember to stay scared, stay spooky.